0: Palestine Report on Sabahul Muslim with Molana Ibrahim Musa. <laughs> Maulana Ibrahim, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi Let's look at the first story for the morning. An assessment, 100 days into the Israeli genocidal war. Indeed, wa alaikum salam, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Maulana. So I want to start off here talking about uh, the starvation crisis in Gaza. One hundred uh, days on, uh, we still have, and I think it's just important to emphasize that you know there was a severe or serious focus on what is entering Gaza, what is not allowed to enter Gaza in the earlier days when the Israelis said they're shutting everything off. That crisis is still very much real. 100 days on uh, where the government media office in the gaza strip saying that the israelis are still preventing aid supplies food and provision from entering uh, entering gaza particularly the northern areas of gaza and there are systematic attempts at targeting water pipelines and wells and hindering all aspects of life and they gave the Indication that Gaza needs about 1,300 trucks daily uh, and uh, this would need 700 trucks uh, for the uh, southern parts and 600 for the north. And this is far from what is actually happening on, on the ground. You've got the United Nations also saying that Eight convoys to hospitals are being slowed down by lengthy inspections or not being allowed to go there altogether. And uh, th- this is obviously a specific focus as uh, the Israelis try to deny genocide at the International Court of Justice. Uh, they are still uh, stopping uh, supplies going to hospitals, which is a deliberate policy of death and a deliberate targeting of hospitals by another, by, by other means. Uh, And so dire is this particular crisis that uh, they have said that there are trucks that are waiting at Rafah to be able to enter Gaza but uh, they, they simply do not have any fuel at this moment for those trucks to move and there's not even fuel for the forklifts to be able to load those particular trucks. So I think it's very important to highlight that from the very beginning as we look at, at, at the assessment. Uh, the age-old pro- problems of internet and telephone systems down once again. We've got communication blackouts in Gaza over the past, uh, past few days and uh, the uh, f- focus on the likelihood of a pandemic so there's starvation by bombing there's starvation by i mean, sorry there's killing by star by bombing there's killing by starvation and there's a possibility of large numbers of people have uh, been uh, killed as a result of a pandemic in the gaza strip because uh, of the very unsavory sanitary conditions in the gaza in the in the gaza strip But having said all of that, um, this is uh, David Hurst of Middle East Eye writing here. He says that Israel has successfully created a humanitarian disaster in Gaza, but it has also so far failed to create the exodus of Palestinians. This is 100 days on, so heartily desired by Zionist fundamentalists. Certainly some foreign nationals have left Gaza as well as the gravely ill, but in the main there have been no attempts by the desperate Palestinians to storm the border with Rafah, Egypt. Nor is there any evidence so far of a popular revolt against Hamas, uh, and that obviously shows the failure of the Israeli war effort. Uh, and uh, the Israelis continually talk talk about new phases in the war, and now moving towards a new uh, lower intensity war that is belied by what is uh, coming out from the ground where the casualties sustained by the israeli army as well as palestinian civilians continue to rise uh, at uh, at a steady pace and thus uh it, it it shows that 100 days on into the war the war is being ferociously fought on all all levels just as it was on day one. Hamas is not waving a white flag. It still has retained its ability to fight and inflict losses on Israeli soldiers. And there's wider repercussions for this, because once uh, the war is over, however that would happen, uh, the possibility of armed rebellion in the West Bank will grow stronger. Indeed, not only in the West Bank, but all areas of Palestine, as well as beyond the borders of Palestine, uh, and that that obviously has led many people to say, we are now in a phase where this, you know, the Palestinian struggle have gone through many phases openly. This is the phase of armed struggle in this particular battle. And lastly, on the Israeli uh, internal front, 100 days old, on failure, utter failure to be able to uh, take Israeli hostages out of Gaza. Indeed, more and more of them are dying on a regular basis, and that Picture would become clearer as the days pass. Uh, There's uh, Netanyahu knowing that he's finished the moment the war stops, and uh, the uh, Israeli public obviously is now uh, getting much more agitated. Huge rallies against Netanyahu and for the freeing of uh, hostages over the weekend, and we are seeing very pronounced pictures of cracks within the Israeli government as well as cracks between the Israeli and Israelis and the Americans. Hmm. Let's talk about the ICJ case What now? So well, there's been a lot, a lot of analysis over the, uh, on this, so I'm not going to repeat uh, much that has uh, been spoken about uh, since, since th- Thursday. Uh, but obviously one of the precedents that the South African uh, legal team would have been drawing on is uh, how uh, interim measures or provisional measures were called on uh, or the court was called on to consider these provisional measures as were done in the case of of uh, the rohingya and they obviously said that what is happening in gaza is of much greater severity so now there is no legal or moral reason there shouldn't be any more, more legal or moral reason for the icj not to order the provisional measures sought by 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 south africa uh so it, it's obviously not now down to uh what what is uh, what, what, you know how, how true the judges are going to be and uh and and obviously the political pressure that's that's paid, uh, to pay on this particular course so i just want to talk about uh maybe the the timeline here we have have that uh, four of for the court's judges, including the judge president, uh, who presided over those proceedings, uh, they are scheduled to retire and are going to be replaced, just, uh, you know, separate from this case. They're going to be replaced by February the 6th. Uh, that's what, what was going to happen anyway. And therefore, uh, we will, are going to anticipate that the court will issue its order prior to February the 6th uh, obviously because of the urgency that South Africa has brought many would hope that it would even happen before that uh, but just to indicate that it is uh, quite likely that, that this, this could happen very very uh, uh, very soon uh, then uh, we we know that the ICG or, or, or ICJ orders are binding and but but they are uh, and non appealable uh, but we are also expecting that if anything stern is said about the Israelis uh, they are going Going to, uh, they are going to obviously ignore this, uh, as they have previously ignored uh, a near unanimous ICJ opinion of 2004 that found the Israeli apartheid wall to be uh, to be illegal. But uh, even if they they take that particular action, uh, it's going to obviously be a major PR failure, compounded PR failure, and there's another Security Council vote. Uh, that's probably coming up on a ceasefire immediately after this and it's going to become all the more stark if you're going to uh, deny the icj ruling and uh, western powers are then going to rally behind israel uh, for a you know to stop a ceasefire at the uh, international court of justice i found this uh, particular analysis by the former uk ambassador Uh, Craig Murray, who attended the ICJ Court of Justice case uh, to be quite, quite uh, valuable. Uh, He he says who is really in the in in the dock at this particular court case. And yeah, he says it occurred to me that the people who who really did not want to be in the court uh, on Thursday were all the judges because it is in fact the judges and the court that is on trial. The fact of genocide is un- incontrovertible and it's been plainly set out by the South Africans. But several of the judges are desperate to find a way to please the USA and Israel and avoid countering the current Zionist narrative, uh, the adoption of which is necessary to keep your feet comfortably under the table of the elite. So what counts for these judges is more personal comfort, the urgings of NATO, future wealthy, you know, wealthy positions... And are they prepared to ditch any of these, uh, the, the, uh, a, a, any real notion of international law for the, for these things? And uh, this is the real, uh, real question before the court. So uh, the, the, it's it's really not not so much a case of the merits of the South African case, which everybody has accepted to be exceptionally strong, but whether the judges here, here really have the moral fibre to be able to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the Qassam Cyber Warfare Division. Uh, indeed. So while uh, you know, the military operation in the Gaza Strip has, has been occurring, there has been, uh, while this is going on, as well as prior to this apparel battlefield. In the Tufan al-Aqsa operation, and this is uh, the hacking. So now they, you have uh, an Al Jazeera analyst uh, calling the Hamas uh, Hamas cyber operation. Uh, this is not the official name, but he calls them the Green Hat Hackers. Uh, this this refers to a group of 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 uh, of, 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 of hackers who are uh, you, you know use uh, very simple means, unsophisticated methods, but achieve, uh, achieve great success in the field of cyber warfare and military hacking. And he says that Hamas hackers are as impressive as its fighters uh, because they are able to utilize simple means to make, uh, to make great impact with the aim of defeating traditional armies and state-run intelligence and going to the uh, events of october the 7th while the israelis claim that this was just a random uh, random attack just killing P- israelis uh, you know willy-nilly the opposite is true because uh, especially now the uh, cyber uh, cyber warfare component of this because uh, targeted at military targets the qassam brigades fighters were able to had to precise locations, uh, and they also anticipated the response of the Israeli army. They managed to cut off Israeli communication during the operation. Uh, And for this to have occurred, it points to uh, the Qassam and its cyber units having to have planned for years uh, and uh, gathered information on the Israeli enemy for years and there's also reports that on that particular day gasam fighters were not only told to te- to to take hostage israeli soldiers but they were also asked to take computers and other communication devices from Israeli military bases belonging to the Gaza division. And if this indeed happened, uh, then they'd obviously have a treasure trove of uh, information at their disposal. What is significant about the cyber warfare uh, operation of the Qassam Brigade of Hamas is that they are up against some of the most sophisticated, uh, you know, basically founders of, uh, you know, social media technology, spying technology in the world. We know the famous NSA group and Pegasus and and the like. Uh, And yet they are able to, you know, get into the the Israeli uh, information probes, get the personal details of soldiers, and this is helping them tremendously in able to undermine Israeli claims as well as fight the battle on multiple fronts. And therefore, uh, the uh, Al Jazeera piece here says that there is no question that the ongoing war on gaza and we should appreciate this is a multi-layered one and that the al-qassam's yasin 105 facing the israeli Merkava tank is only one chapter in a far more sophisticated war which is being fought by the youth of gaza people who are under siege and they are using all means available and necessary and, uh, and achieving great success on all of these fronts M. Ibrahim Jazakallah for your time much appreciated on Radio Islam International. Alaikum wa, wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh.